The way we consume and share news today, it is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online, from the hottest issues to trends for our daily social media minute. We're joined by Erica. Good morning. Good morning, Lena. Uh, happy end of uh, a sporadic monsoon season. <laughs> yes. Uh, gosh. Well, it's, yeah, it's been a month already, right? Because right. uh, the rain started coming in late June, June 25th. 26 around then um yeah the rain seems to have stopped for now for now and thankfully we're getting some clear skies beautiful clouds a breather and it's funny enough because humidity is expected but the air feels clean and i'll take that any day Mm. how is the weather over there right now is it really hot during the day yes <laughs> you know how when you're driving just you're in a vehicle that's mm-hmm. nicely air conditioned you're looking out and you're like oh yeah. this is so pleasant because the skies are blue and the greens are lush and then you kind of feel the heat as soon as you open that yeah. door yeah we're there you know i'm in osaka right now oh my gosh the temperatures during the day it's so hot here and it's humid <laughs> And I'm actually really good with hot weather. Mm. Um, I've never had a problem with hot weather. But uh, (laughs) here it's on a a different level. It's really difficult to walk around during the day. So look at that. Everyone be advised to be careful. I know we said the same thing during the monsoon season with those sudden downpours. But, you know, heat strokes, that also becomes a big problem during the hottest time days of the year. Now, that's right. Monsoon season is technically over. But we recorded apparently the third heaviest rainfall and we're expecting more sporadic showers apparently that's right so south korea has been drenched Mm. past month by frequent and heavy rainfalls uh we've had casualties um property damage and floods as well uh the duration of this year's monsoon season uh was similar to those of the previous years but according to uh, the korea meteorological administration the amount of rainfall we received this year as you said was the third highest on record. Mm. So the average precipitation over the past month was uh, 648.7 millimeters. Um, The the number one highest volume was recorded back in 2006. Um, That year we had 704 millimeters of rain. And then the second highest rainfall uh, during the summer monsoon season was recorded Uh, Three years ago, in the Uh summer of 2020, we had 701.4 millimeters of rain that year. Now, the average number of rainy days was uh, 21.2 days uh, during the monsoon season. So it rained pretty much every day um, (laughs) during that period. Uh, The southwestern city of Kunsan, as we've seen on the news, uh, received an all-time daily high rainfall of 372.8 millimeters. That was on July 14th. And it did really have devastating consequences, didn't it? I mean, it's about the sudden downpour and how much comes down all at once. So, of course, we're trying to maybe answer some of these weather peculiarities. How does Akame explain this year's unusually heavy rainfall? You know, it says uh, the rain may have been affected, most likely have been affected by global warming, uh, as well as higher than normal sea surface temperatures in the Western Mm. Pacific Ocean. Um, Yeah, but anyway, South Korea is no longer 
under the influence of the stationary front that has caused these torrential rains um, because Typhoon Duksuri, which recently battered the Philippines, uh, has pushed that uh, front uh, northward. Okay, let's briefly talk about the Typhoon Duksuri. Its sheer force has left thousands of people displaced in the Philippines. Yes, uh, Typhoon Duksuri lashed the northern uh, Philippine provinces. It blew off roofs from houses. It flooded low-lying villages, triggered dozens of landslides in the area. It's left at least six people dead, displaced thousands of others. Tens of thousands of people have been evacuated uh, as well. Now, Toksuri is expected to make landfall in China on Friday, and China's weather agency has already raised its storm alert to mm. the second highest tier. And uh, Guangdong province has warned of the worst storm in a decade. Mm. So uh, they're bracing themselves um, in China. Now, as for South Korea, the weather agency has forecast a sweltering heat wave mm. across the country. Uh, temperatures will remain above 33 degrees Celsius across the country for the time being. Mm. Tropical nights will persist in Seoul, as well as the southern and eastern coastal areas as well. Mm. Now, like I said, the monsoon season is over, but please be advised that sporadic showers will continue for the rest of the summer season. <laughs> Thank you for managing your expectations, because I, I would assume end of the monsoon season, hot days ahead, no rain. That's just really far from the truth. Right. <laughs> All right, on to our second story of the day. It's also peak vacation season come August, and I'm definitely seeing a lot more people come in through international airport. There are just more people, clearly yeah. non-locals across the city of Seoul. It turns out the Seoul faculty managers has two cents to give, when they think about some of the hidden gems of the city. Yeah, and uh, these hidden gems um, uh, are not exactly like touristic destinations. No, they're not, but they're, they're the best ones because I think tourism has changed so much and we want the authentic local experience. Yeah, you know what? And we just talked about how we're going to see some sweltering days in yeah. the days to come. And we just need a reprieve from that uh, heat, you know, walking around. So uh, maybe today this particular story might be of help to Seoul citizens and visitor visitors uh, visiting the city during, mm. uh, you know, the rest of the summer. So employees of uh, the Seoul Facilities Corporation, which is a city-run facility management company, uh, they have released a list of their own recommendations for what they call Seoul's best hidden gems uh, <laughs> that are worth visiting. Uh, the release of the insiders list comes in commemoration of the 40th anniversary of the Seoul Facilities Corporation. Oh. Yeah. And the list contains four uh, city spots that have won the most votes from 4,000 employees during a month-long poll that was held uh, in the month of May. And the poll asked the employees to pick the choicest public venues <laughs> under the corporation's management, which citizens might not know about. So we're going to strike out those obvious, right? Like the Lotte World Tower, Congo and Square, and Tower, Itaewon. These probably didn't make the cut. No, none of those locations are on the insider's list. Now, one of the sites uh, that they have picked is uh, Pegakdang, which is uh, located within Children's Grand Park. 
in Seoul's Gwangjinggu district. Uh, this is a five-story octagonal structure that was designed in traditional Korean architectural style. Um, it's the latest addition to the park mm. uh, that's been welcoming visitors since 1973, mm. you know. Uh, Children's Grand Park has everything from lush greenery, mm. there's even a zoo, pavilions for young visitors, and uh, admission is free. So it's been a really, uh, it's been a beloved destination for Solites over decades. But anyways, they now have this new addition. So Paikakdang is basically a multi-purpose mm. entertainment venue. Um, at the basement, they have a space reserved for gallery uh, mm. shows and small-scale performances. On the first floor is a cafeteria uh the floors uh all of the, the actually the 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 first floor is surrounded by windows actually right, right, it offers right. a 360 view of the park um and the second and third floors are reserved for children <sighs> so um the second and third floors are complete with indoor gyms uh, ball pits uh, wall climbing toy fishing you mention it. And uh, the fourth floor, the final floor, is an observatory. I love the idea of ball pits. That never gets yeah. old, even for adults. There's <laughs> something for everyone in the family. If you're traveling with your family, this might be the perfect spot. We like an all-in-one facility. This makes That's it right. easy to take a break and breather from that heat. So what else made this list, yeah. insider's list? <laughs> So another place on the list uh, was designed as a resting place uh, for families with toddlers. Um, it's located at the Seoul Global Center mm. in the Cheongnogu district, so right in the heart of Seoul. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, the Seoul Global Center offers immigration services and mm. a, a bunch of other services, actually, for foreign residents living in the city. So located on the first floor of this building, there is a space that is equipped with basically everything uh, nurturing parents need, from drinking water dispensers to mm. diaper changing tables. They have microwaves, uh, washing basins, air conditioning, <laughs> and the space was refurbished earlier this year. Okay, so even clean and up to um, yeah. maybe visiting standards. Uh, they, the ongoing argument against Seoul City has been there's not enough resting places where things are affordable and these might be it. The hidden gems from the insiders. Let's now, now, who can use <laughs> the space? Yeah, so the space is free and open to use uh, for pregnant women, <laughs> uh, families with toddlers. You know, we've we've been talking. It's, it's rather unfortunate that uh, many locations around Seoul uh, are no longer, you know, uh, children friendly mm. or kid friendly. Mm. So, you know, families just out and about, just taking a walk, uh, who are tired, you know, toddlers might get a bit cranky, they mm. need a nap, they need a place to walk into for mm. a little bit of a rest. And this is a perfect spot for people with those kinds of needs. Uh, Passersby who mm. need a good rest for whatever reason mm. can use it as a shelter as well. Uh, there's also the Chungi Streams shack theme zone. What on yeah. earth is that? <laughs> so this, this, these shacks were built back in 2008 uh, as a museum of city artifacts that displays a bunch of stuff dating back to the 60s and 70s. Mm. The shacks went through renovation last year and people can go in and just, you know, look around and again, take shelter from the sweltering heat in the summertime. And the final recommendation on yeah. this insider's list? Um, so the final one is located inside uh, the Seoul Memorial Park in Sochugu district, uh, 
in, in the mm. south, southern part of Seoul, uh, there is a park, an outdoor park area complete with an art gallery. Mm. And it's located at the foot of Cheonggyesan Mountain. It's surrounded by forests and flowers mm. and plants. So the park invites visitors to enjoy uh, various art exhibits surrounded by nature. Look at that. That's just one stop. You can hike the mountains, come down, have great food yes. and get a rest at this beautiful memorial park. It sounds like the perfect plan. <laughs> can we get to our final story? I, okay, we're going to skip the song probably or keep it short because I really okay. want to get to the story and I thought when? When are we going to cover this on social media? Minute. <laughs> it involves BTS's Jimin and Ken of the new Barbie movie, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, so um, Ryan Gosling, you know, as we all know, he he plays the role of Ken in the new movie uh, Barbie. And the actor recently surprised Jimin from BTS with a very special gift. And uh, Jimin has responded uh, with a, a thank you video <laughs> on social media. Uh, the gift is uh, Ken's guitar that was actually used in the filming of the movie Barbie. And uh, in the video, Jimin congratulates uh, Ryan Gosling on the release of the film and uh, he adds you look amazing in that outfit thank you for the guitar and he holds up this black steel string acoustic guitar gifted by the actor and Ryan Gosling had a message of his own earlier actually um, you know he said hi it's Ryan Gosling here I noticed that your permission to dance outfit is the same as uh, my Ken outfit in the upcoming movie I have to give it to you. You wore it first. <laughs> definitely wore it best. And there's an unspoken Kenko that if you buy another Ken style, you have to give them your most prized possession. You know, I've got to say, that was the this is like the most authentic PR moment. I mean, the whole Barbenheimer hashtag and it's, it's just so fun and engaging and it's definitely keeping up with the times. I mean, that was the main criticism <laughs> against Barbie, wasn't it? Is it yeah. anti-feminist or is it feminist? And it turns out they're really making efforts to keep up with the times in every regard. Absolutely. So what is this outfit? I mean, it's, it's a lot. There's a lot of fringe there. Yeah, the outfit in question is a cowboy-inspired <laughs> costume. Um, and uh, it's basically this, like, black cowboy outfit with yeah. white frills. And it looked almost identical, right? Mm. Who would have thought this cowboy outfit would bring two of the world's biggest stars together you know, <laughs> in this authentic moment, like you said. It's funny because if they're in the same space wearing the same outfit, that's a fashion faux pas. But because, I mean, there was some time in between since Permission to Dance and Barbie, yes. it's, it's kind of it's kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Erica, for joining us all the way from Osaka. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.